The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome to another episode of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope as I yell into the microphone and, and mess up my friend Mike Fiello, who's joining me. Mike, how are you, my man? I'm doing good. I, episode just brings other things to my mind, but I won't go there. Okay. <laughs> no, it is a good morning. Uh, so excited that we're uh, just on the precipice. Is that the right word? Yeah. Just before Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. Yes, next week. It starts yes. next Saturday. Yes. Eight Days of Hope, we travel the country and we help families in need, mainly after natural disasters. Disasters, but we have facilities in three parts of the country, and every year we do something locally. And, and Mike, next Saturday, mm. the 17th, yes. uh, we're expecting over a 1,000 volunteers from 25 states or more mm-hmm. coming to Western York as we work with 50 local churches to help 100 families with free home repairs. And there is still time for you to, to go to the yes. website, sign up. There's, yes. a, there's a place for you. There's good food. Awesome. You're going to give you a free T-shirt. Awesome red T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our lead partner this year is KeyBank. So thankful for them. Uh, our T-shirts are their colors, red and white. Okay. Uh, our leaders will still wear the traditional blue shirts, but there is time for you to learn more about the ministry. The promotional video is a five-minute video. You'll meet Miss Ada, one of the oh, widows that yeah. will be serving uh, next week, uh, the start of eight days. You can come for one day, two days, five days. We're family-friendly. Go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. Click on 8 Days of Hope Buffalo, and the missions trip is July 17th to the 24th. If you live out of the area, we have lodging all set up for you, hot showers, great food, worship and devotion. You'll meet a lot of new friends. And you'll have a a great time. And really, bring your family. You can bring your, your entire family. You probably said that uh, so, so many times. Because, you know, we as dads and, and moms, we set a great tone for a future in our in our – we always want to speak to our kids, do this, do that. Show this, show that, mm. sign up, come out and volunteer, bring them with you. There's something for every age group to be able to serve and help. And you don't have to be a skilled contractor. Yes, we do need some skilled contractors. If you're semi-skilled at painting or doing carpentry work, we really need you. We have 15 porches that need to be rebuilt. 26 homes are being painted, uh, a bunch of them from the ground up or from the to top down. That's how you paint normally, right? Top down, because if not, you get dripped on. But uh, if you know how to paint, you do carpentry work. Uh, if you can cut a lawn, if you can make a sandwich, if you can drive a car. I mean, that's about 98% of you out there listening. There you go. You know, one of the, Go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. Click on the detail tab. Read the FAQs, and you'll learn more about the outreach. But um, so excited for that. That is coming up. Now, next month, Mike, mm-hmm. we just announced we're going to Cedar Rapids, Iowa in August to help out. A year ago, there was a crazy windstorm. They call it a derocho, which is, in essence, an inland hurricane. It's crazy. You know, we've gone and helped out after Hurricane Irene and Isaac and Rita and Michael and Katrina and Florence, and I can go on and on, Laura mm-hmm. and Delta. Um, but this is an inland Land hurricane happened last year in August of 2020, and during the year of anniversary, unfortunately, of that disaster, we'll be taking leaders and volunteers to Cedar Rapids in August. More information is on the website about that as well. So if you're listening in Kansas today, there is a place you can serve. You don't have to come to Western New York next week. Sure. You can serve with us in August. Well, how about backing up just a tad, inland a hurricane. Could yes. you explain to the folks what that is? So apparently they had about a 60 to 90 minute notice that they had straight line winds of 130 miles per hour. No. 
130. So, Mike, check this out. 35,000 trees were destroyed. So so today you're listening in Ottawa, Kansas, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. today. We have people listening in Ottawa, Kansas. There's not 35,000 people in your town, but if every single person in your town represented a tree in Cedar Rapids, it's been destroyed. And there's still damage a year later, Mm. and we're going to be doing a lot of tree work and some community work as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's just, yeah, go to the website. Make sure that you at least get your name in the system, and you'll get information on that and others because we are in hurricane season. But uh, consider that because it's so far out of the news now, and it's been a while, that nobody thinks about it. And But yet yeah. the need is so strong and so great. And these disasters, Mike, last year there were 900-some disasters, eight diesel response to natural disasters and human disasters. The natural disaster side, we go in a day or two. Uh, and then we go months later and help people rebuild. But again, if you want to sign up for that, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. But it's been a busy year, Mike. I was just oh, thinking yes. this morning, driving in as we get ready to do our outreach in Western New York starting next week from July 17th to the 24th. Again, more information is on the website. I was, I was driving in today to do this recording, and I was thinking to myself, we've already been in Kentucky this year. Right. Flooding. Texas. Mm-hmm. Right. When the ice burst ice storm, back right. in January. We went back to Louisiana for the fifth time in a mm. year. They had flooding in Lake Charles, Louisiana. There were tornadoes in Birmingham, Alabama. Right. We were doing tornadoes. There were tornadoes in Mississippi. We went there as well. Mm. Um, we continue to move on a moment's notice, and we can't do that unless you support us. And we ask you to do one of three things. Pray. That's it. Keep Come praying. Come on. You know, we live during very tough times. Mm. Our lives sometimes aren't easy. I don't know about you, Mike. <laughs> sometimes life is hard. <laughs> Amen. (laughs) But it's a perfect time for us to pray. That's right. Secondly, consider volunteering. Our rapid response trips, you have to be 18, but our other trips, you can be any age, uh, but sign up for email alerts, but volunteer. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, donate. Mm -hmm. Our partners, we have 14 of them. They're on our website. They cover all of our fixed costs. So if you donate, 100% is passed through to help those in need. 100%. 100%. All of it. That's great. You can't get bigger than that. That's great. Mm. I wish we could, but we can't. But <laughs> hey, if you want to donate to help out in Iowa, great. If you want to help build a safe house for those rescued in sex trafficking in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, when we go in there September, donate online. 100% mm. of your money will be passed through that project. We won't take a penny out. You know, I always said that if you get out and volunteer, you you, you get that little void filled. Mm. But if you can't get out and you're sitting at, at home and you're hearing this, you can donate. That's like your legs and hands and arms getting out and helping somebody on uh, repair something by donating. It's 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 like Steve just said. It goes all to the front lines every single. Nickel dime penny. And it doesn't have to be a lot. Sometimes people get caught up, you know, I only have five bucks or ten bucks. That's okay. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. Yeah. You bought a volunteer the t shirt that he's wearing, or you bought him a lunch so they can be, you know, they can have the energy, the protein to go serve a family in need. So don't let the enemy try to trick you that you can't make a difference. You can by saying a simple prayer. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything else. Just pray. Volunteer, donate, do two of the three, all three. Love to have you become part of the Eight Days of Hope family. So again, next week, Mike, day number one, we're going to be in the inner city of Buffalo. So if you live in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, you're listening today, come on out. You're not, we're not that far away. And already, Mike, we have volunteers coming from Iowa and Tennessee and Kentucky, uh, Illinois, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, our Canadian friends still can't get across oh, the border. I hate that. Yeah. We, oh my gosh. Oh we have boy. got a lot of emails this week like saying, Steve, please pray they open the border. Well, 26 uh, states are being represented at this point yes. here. And, and uh, local churches, le- at least 50, we, we know of that are, are, are jumping in. So yeah, 
Get your name in. Get out. Get get in the car and come on out come to on. Buffalo, New York. We'll, we'll provide lodging and food, give you a couple T-shirts. Start every day, end every day with worship and devotion. You know what's interesting, too, Mike? Um, you know, COVID, even though we, you know, things have gotten so much better. Right. Um, so much better. Uh, we are doing this entire event outdoors. We've never done that before. Right, right. 60 responses to disasters, safe houses being built around the country. We've done seven of them now. And this is the first trip ever. We're going to check in outdoors. We're going to eat outdoors. We're going to mm. worship outdoors. We're going to serve outdoors. Um, so let's be praying Exciting. for the weather as well, <laughs> that uh, the weather cooperates. But 100% of our work is going to be done outside. So if you have any COVID yeah. concerns, we respect that. Sure. But know when you come that everything will be outside. It's going to be an exciting time. You and I visited the venue, and yes. I'll tell you, just walking across that football field, it's a full-blown football field. We're not going to be on the field. We'll be in the stands. But there was just a – the minute I stepped on there, I said, yeah. this is so right. This is so good. There's going to be some great worship there every morning and every evening, great testimony times, and – all as usual, eight pounds of food. I mean, or eight, eight, eight pounds eight, of hope, right? Great, Amen. great, uh, great food. Amen. Well, I don't want to do the eight pounds because I don't want to look like an apple in this red shirt. <laughs> I want to look like a skinny apple. Um, so, for those of you listening around the country, and so thankful that you've joined us here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. If you're a Robert Redford fan or a baseball fan, and you remember the movie The Natural, yes. So, The Natural was filmed for the most part in Buffalo, New York. And the stadium yes, that we're going to use as our headquarters, as our venue, was Wrigley Field, the mm-hmm. Chicago, uh, the, the Chicago Stadium in that movie, in that movie with right. Robert Redford. I saw that right up in the paper, and I, I just was so excited. We're in the same field as Robert Redford stepped out. <laughs> oh, no, it's, but no, it's exciting. Yeah, it really so, is. Yeah. so if history. you saw the movie The Natural, um, just know that that stadium that was in that movie, you're going to be singing to God here next week if you come join us at AD So Hope Buffalo. Mike, a lot of other things going on, too. Uh, safe houses for those rescued okay. from sex trafficking. You know, we just finished our seventh in northeast Mississippi a couple months ago, but our next one is scheduled for September. We're going to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's exciting. And we're looking for skilled people that know how to do roofing, uh, to put up fiber cement, to install windows, and how to wrap a 13,000-square-foot building. So if you're a roofer, if you know how to put up siding, fiber cement, if you can install windows or install Tyvek-type material to protect the, the walls before you put the fiber cement, we need volunteers for that project. Email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com, safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. We'd love to give you more information. And if you do go on that trip, you do have to go through a, a background check. I think it costs about $20, but everything else is free. So how many volunteers would be able to make that a successful uh, Yeah, so we're thinking, we're thinking for that one, we're going to need about 45 or 50. Okay. So we don't need 90 for that one. You know, we needed all hands on deck when we did Frank Reich in Linda Reich's facility, not today in Indianapolis. Uh, Frank, of course, coaches the uh, the Colts and his wife, who's unbelievable. They lead a ministry called Not Today. Well, everyone had to be on the deck for Not right. Today, where we did a 17,000-square-foot renovation, and we did wow, 90% right. of the project. But we're working with a contractor out in Sioux Falls. It's always fun when the church comes alongside a business to do ministry. Mm. There's a lot of unique things that happen, Mike. Some interaction that you you would not normally have, and uh, it it just all comes out positive. It it really honors God, and it draws people in. It, It makes us realize that, you know, some people think, well, church and unchurch, no, we are God's creation that he puts together, and these are moments that he puts us together to kind of realize that, you know, he's he's made us, and 
put us on this earth to serve and here I go getting all spiritual on you. No, again, no, but, you I know, love that. I love but, I love how see, you bring that to the show and, and, and to, to share that with others. So you're so so right. So we have some contractors in Buffalo coming next week that live local and they're gonna bring their employees and they're gonna serve with ADs well, volunteers. Right, yeah. So all their employees don't go to church and none of right. our volunteers go to church. Sure. We've had volunteers come on a mission trip because they want to give back and and they give their heart to the Lord right. while they're here. And they don't have to go to church to come on a mission trip. Amen. Just, just come and and serve and Amen. let the Lord do what he does and he brings us together. So we'll be working with contractor, a, a contra, uh, contractor, a company called Lloyd Companies, a great organization, had a chance to be at their groundbreaking for Call to Freedom. That's the name of the ministry. And again, if you want to volunteer for that, if you're gifted at roofing, putting up fiber cement, installing windows, if you're a handyman, handywoman, we're looking for about 45 or 50 volunteers Email us at safehouse at 8dayshope.com. We'll do a quick background check and put you on the list. And I'd love to serve with you. Now, we have to do background checks on those trips, Mike, very importantly for the well, listener to understand. Um, it's, it's very important that we know that the people that are going to a site, which will be used for decades to come, to give a safe, free place for those rescued from trafficking, sure, sex trafficking, excuse me, sex trafficking, to get the emotional, physical support they need, that that, that their past is known to us. Right. We wouldn't want to endanger a project because of one oversight or one mistake. And I know people turn their lives around and, and they, they have a past. We give our hearts to the Lord. We're a new creation. I, we get that. We just have to do our due diligence. Well, and, and rightfully so. There's so much illegal activity going on Mike, that yeah. makes us they have to put these projects forward to help rescue or help those that have been rescued uh, for to be, to be re- rehabilitated. So um, Yeah, it's the fastest growing crime in the world. Sure. And I know that today's show, we're going to be talking to a, a missionary by the name of James Roberson, 516 Project down in Virginia. Not about sex trafficking, but James has been um, drawn to be a part of the, the, the solution to that fastest growing crime in the world. Sure. And it's happening right here in America. Well, and it's exciting that, you know, you never would have thought this, Steve, back in 2005 when you and your dad went down to help Katrina, that there would, the ministry would be so expanded to really touch God's heart when it comes to, res- uh, we don't rescue, we rehabilitate in a sense and provide the house for those that had been rescued from sex trafficking. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible uh situation yeah it is and you know i just just knowing that children are being trafficked in america breaks my heart the average age of a child is 12 years old makes i mean really just makes you want to throw up i hate Mm. to say that on the radio but it does it just it churns my stomach and like lord really i mean come on you know how can we ignore that and so again if you want to learn more about that arm of the ministry natural disasters and sex trafficking human disasters go to our website eightdaysofhope.com one last thing before we go to a break Social media is so important, and I just want to encourage the listeners, if you're on social media, um, please follow us, like our page, share our videos. Um, I don't know if we do enough emphasis on that, but that's a great way to get the word out. And Mike, we really use three venues. We we use Facebook, okay. um, we use Instagram, and we use Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so there's no doubt Facebook by far is our most popular, but Instagram sure. is catching up real quick. But we don't do any of the others. I know there's a lot of good ones out there, but if you're on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, just look up Eight Days of Hope and like us, follow us, share us, sure. and see where God leads that. And also go to the YouTube channel because there's oh, so many yes. videos there that that'll really just draw you into what yes. or, and, and explain or you get a good visual of what Eight Days of Hope is accomplishing. Sure, sure, I'd love that. That's it. 
That's a great idea. Hey, when we come back, James Roberson from Virginia, he leads a ministry called 516 Project. He's going to tell you a little bit about how he came to serve with Eight Days of Hope and God gave him a vision. He took that vision and now he now leads his own ministry that is growing leaps and bounds. You're going to love this guy. If you want to be encouraged today, hang on. Call a friend, text a friend, tell him to turn on the radio or to go to our website or listen to this podcast. When we come back, though, we'll be talking to James. Hey, Thank you for joining us. We are so thankful for you. You know, today might be, you might be having a bad day. Maybe things aren't going great in your Mm. life. Maybe right now you just need a glimpse of Jesus. Mm. We pray that today you get to hear about a glimpse of Jesus when you tune into Hope Reigns. So thankful for you. When we come back, James Roberson, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope thanks Provia for their support. Provia is a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia combines automation with human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More information about the variety of products is available at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At Eight Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country. Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the Donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Please consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today. to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thank you for joining us. So thankful for our national partners, including Grace Church in Southeast Houston, the home of Eight Days of Hope 14, 15, and 16, Mike, where, uh, what, uh, 6,000 volunteers showed up and rebuilt 1,108 homes for free with Eight Days of Hope after Hurricane Harvey. What a great church. Love Pastor Booth. Uh, They do an amazing job in Southeast Houston. But again, thank you to Grace Church for being one of our partners. Absolutely. Did you ever think? I mean, since 2,581 leaders, um, volunteers, uh, you're the numbers. How many volunteers? 41,000 now. And actually, at the end of next week, when we're in Buffalo, 
you know, we'll be at like 42,000 and change. So it continues oh, to grow. I love what God is doing. $54 million worth of work. I know Would you that. Say? That's a lot of money <laughs> that has been donated in time and materials and just oh, so thankful for so all those awesome. who've yeah. prayed for us and volunteered and served. In fact, Mike, our guest that's coming up here in a second, he was a volunteer on an 80s Hope trip. God birthed a vision in his heart to yes. do something in his community. Mm. And we're going to hear how God used a missions trip to launch now not only just a local and regional ministry, but now that one that is starting to stretch out in multiple states as well. Exciting. Let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say welcome to James Roberson. He is the founder of 516 Project based in Virginia. James, good morning, brother. How are you? Good morning. I am doing excellent. Thank you all so much for having me on this morning. Man, we are thankful and pumped that you were able to jump on. I know it was a last-minute invite, but so thankful that you were flexible to do that. James, um, I know you're married. I know you've got, I think, at least two. I think you have two children. Is that correct? Uh, three. Three. I missed one. See, you're out, man, now. It's three to two. It's you and your wife against three. Um, yeah, let's... we moved into zone defense. <laughs> they, yeah. Mike, with, what, seven grandchildren, whatever you got going on, Mike, you got to play zone defense oh, a lot, no, too, that's right? That's for sure. <laughs> um, James, give the listeners the 30-second bio of your, your family, where you live, and um, and then we'll get into about you serving for the first time with 80s of Hope. Yeah, so yeah, Jill and I have been married for uh, 15 years now. Like I said, I have three kids, uh, two daughters and a son. And uh, we live here in, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, and uh, we were kind of the uh, the high school sweethearts, you know, sort of dated off and on through high school Aww. and uh, ended up getting married and, um, you know, just loving our loving our life and our kids and everything. And uh, yeah, we went into, uh, well, I went into full-time uh, mission work uh, in 2018 and uh, Jill is a, a school counselor uh, in the, one of the local counties here, so uh, we both, you know, definitely have a heart for just loving on people and uh, you know sharing the love of God with them. So, James, how did you get? The, like you're obviously you're running a ministry now. Go back to how that started. Was it an eight days of hope trip that kind of spurred you on for this, or obviously there's something in your heart that God just sparked, and here you are today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had gotten involved with some stuff uh, through the church that we were attending. Uh, this was probably our uh, 2009-10 time frame. And um, through that, I got introduced to Eight Days of Hope. Uh, a couple of folks had already been on a trip with you guys. And so they came back and were like, hey, this was a great experience. We want to do it again. There's another trip coming up. And so this was uh, 2013 with uh, Laplace, uh, Louisiana. And so... Um, you know, they were talking about it and really, you know, talked about how great an experience it was when I think they had been, I think the trip before that had been in North Carolina, if I remember correctly. Um, and so uh, I was like, well, man, I, I, I got to check this out. I, I want to go. Time me up. Let's do it. And so, uh, so I went and, you know, came down there to the Plaza and just had an amazing experience and, uh, been, been volunteering and, you know, serving with y'all ever since. You know, what's amazing about James too, Mike, is, you know, and we're going to talk about the 516 Project here in a minute. We're talking to James Roberson. He's one of the 181 volunteer mm -hmm. leaders with Eight Days of Hope. Yes. And so he's serving with the National Ministry, Eight Days of Hope. God gives him this vision. He starts 516 Project, and you know he's leading a, another ministry as well, and yet he's volunteering with other ministries. <laughs> and this is just who James Amazing. is. He's got a big heart. Sure. Um, he, you know, great smile. He's, he's traveled the country. 
James, looking back, let's talk about 80s Hope for about a minute or two, and then we'll start talking about 516. You've traveled the country with, with 80s of Hope uh, multiple times, and you've actually led outreaches for us. You were the ultimate day-to-day leader. Is there something in your mind that just sticks out what drew you to serve with 80s Hope, or maybe a God-sized story from serving with the ministry? Yeah, th- oh, man, there's so many. Oh, goodness. Um, you know, I, I think, and really that, that, that very first trip in Laplace really was that moment that, that kind of, you know, God just spoke to me and was like, look, this is, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, at the time, I, I didn't understand that because I'm, you know, I had a job. I got, you know, a young family <laughs> getting started and everything. I'm like, okay, well, how does all this work? Um, and so, uh, but, you know, through that and through the different times, and I, I tell you, I was in, um, <laughs> we, we were in Panama City, Florida. Um, and this was after um, I had, you know, kind of I was I was right at that point of, of making the the leap into full time, and we stopped at a gas station uh, to fuel up one of the trucks as we were headed out to check on a couple projects, and there's a guy standing at the pump next to us uh, with one of the power line company trucks, and um, you know he he says hi and, and you know, asks about um, we saw the logo you know for eight days of hope on the side of the truck and asked about what we were doing. And uh, I was with um, Curtis Connolly, and so Curtis started talking to him, and I come around the truck after you know pumping the fuel, and we start talking. And this guy's a, a new Christian. Uh, the guys he works with are giving him a hard time, you know, kind of teasing him, you know, ragging on him a bit. Um, his family doesn't understand it because none of them are Christians. And he breaks down crying right there in the parking lot, and we're standing there and able to talk to him. And this is, I mean, I'm 6'2", 300 pounds, got a beard, you know, kind of a burly guy. This dude makes me look like a chipmunk. I mean, he was a big guy, you know, (laughs) strong guy, you know. know, I mean, I I envision him picking up the power pole and just setting it by hand. Like, this dude was, you know. But here he is, you know, crying in his parking lot. And me and Curtis were able to talk with him and pray with him. And we were sitting there right in the parking lot of a gas station praying for this guy. And that was one of those moments where it just really clicked that it doesn't matter who it is, where it is. Like, you know, we were there to help clean up from the storm. But really, I feel like the biggest impact that I had in that trip was talking to this guy at a gas station. Wow. Um, you know, so it's just it, it, you really got to keep your eyes open to the situations that are going to pop up. Because, um, you know, who you think you're there to serve might not actually be, you know, the, the ultimate person that you're, you're there to touch yeah. their life. And, and I know our listeners probably are drawn to, Mike, you know, the fact that AD's Hope has helped 7,000 families rebuild their homes for free after natural disasters in the safe house ministry. But this is a classic example. Mm-hmm. So many times it's not actually about the construction work you're doing. That's right. It's those meetings that you think are by chance, but they're ordained by God. He's called you to say yes. You say yes, and he knows exactly where he's going to put you at the right time, at the right place, with the right person. That's why these trips are so exciting. And like we always say, whether it's eight days of hope or if you sign up for, you know, the the 516 project get involved in something because you'll have those i call those divine moments mm-hmm. you didn't plan those god did all you did was say yes i'm going to go and he meets you there and changes radically changes your life and what james then tell it well he said he, he told the listeners that he left a family business so your, your family had like a music store of some type you rented equipment you did repairs things like that is that accurate 
Right. Yeah. So they, uh, my parents started that um, in the late seventies, and um, my mom's actually still running it. But uh, yeah, so we, we worked mostly with the school band and orchestra kids, uh, helping them get started in music and you know getting their instruments and you know renting their first clarinet or violin or whatever it was. And uh, of course, had the lessons there at the store and everything. So yeah, that's what I was that's what I was doing when I you know decided to make the jump into ministry. <laughs> All right, so now you're a full time missionary. You lead. You started a ministry called Five One Six Project. Tell the listeners about the Five One Six Project. Yeah, so it really started as, you know, like you said, I, I wanted to be doing more. I wanted to be serving more. And so uh, it, it really started as one of those things of, hey, let's let's do this, and it'll be something great. We can do, you know, a few projects a year, and that'll be fantastic. Um, and God just kept opening doors and kept opening doors, and, you know, pieces were falling together. And, you know, we're, we're sitting here today where I've been running it full-time now since July of 2018. Um, we've, you know, served hundreds of families. Um, already this year we've uh, completed over 50 projects, um, you know, and that's in multiple counties around Virginia. Um, plus, we've, we've started doing projects in some other states. Uh, and so it's just it's really been incredible to see how um, – you know how how God just answers when you, when you when you say when I finally said yes to Him, you know, like I said, the mm-hmm. the inkling was there even back in 2013 um, that this is something I was supposed to be doing, and I kept kind of pushing it off and saying no, I don't understand, I don't understand, and like I said, finally I just said, okay, God, like just what what's going on? Let's do this and sort of you know let's just just jump and go, um, and since then it's just it's been it's been amazing. It's exciting. James, tell us, though, um, I, I know what it is. I want listeners to hear this. Uh, 516 Project, where does that, what's that based out of, the name? Yeah, it, yeah it's based off of Matthew 516, uh, which is, Let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Mm. And, and and that's really our, our goal, you know, like Steve said a moment ago, you know, getting out there, doing the work, swinging the hammer, you know, whatever it is, that's great and it's helpful. Um but if we're not sharing the love of Christ with these folks, if we're not, you know, being an example of Christ in their lives, uh, it's it's all for naught. Um, and so that's really our focus is to get out. And, you know, we, we basically use, you know, we use the wheelchair ramps or, you know, the handicapped accessible bathroom or, you know, whatever projects we're doing for that family. That's a, that's a tool to allow us to, to, to serve them, to allow us into their lives and to show them that, hey, we love you. We want to, ha- we want to give you hope. Uh, you know, we're praying with them as we go through. It's always interesting because when, when I first go out to do the assessment, um, we got myself and about two other guys right now to do assessments. And so we go out, and we always ask if we can pray with the family. And, and a lot of times I'll get told no at that point because it's the first time they've met me. Um, you know, they've I'm sitting there telling them, oh, yeah, we're going to come do this all this work for free for you. And they're looking at me like, uh, yeah, right, buddy. What's the catch, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Hide the wallet. Hide the wallet. The yeah, guy's right. exactly. Um, and so, uh, you know, and then when we actually, you know, we come back and we're doing the work and they're seeing, well, wow, these, these people are actually, I mean, they're excited to be out here digging ditches and crawling in the crawl space and, you know, doing all this stuff. Um, and then when we say, hey, you know, we'd love to pray with you, they're, they're much, they're like, okay, okay well, yeah, let's, let's do that, you know, uh, much more receptive to it. Um, and, you know, there's been a number of opportunities we've had to just pray with people. I, I was at a house the other day and, you know, I was looking at her roof because she's got a roof leak. And I told her, I was like, okay, well, I think this is something that we can take care of, you know, pretty soon. And she just, I mean, we're standing on our front porch, and she just starts bawling. I mean, just tears just rolling down her face. Mm. 
And she, she looks right at me. She's like, you just, you don't know how much this means. She's like, I've tried, I've had friends that I've tried to call. I've, I've tried calling other you know groups. I've tried, you know, calling contractors and, you know, nobody was able to help me. And you just show up and, you know, you're, you're saying yes, that you can help me. Wow. Um, Amazing. So it really, you know, it, it makes, it makes an impact. 516project.org is the website 516project.org talking to James Roberson he is uh, one of the leaders of 8 Days of Hope but he's also the founder of 516 Project now you're based in Virginia where do you get your volunteers from and if someone's listening and they're in a state nearby is there a way that they can plug in with your ministry as well yeah, yeah, we're, we're based in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and so a lot of our volunteers come from uh, you know, local churches. We've, we've partnered with a number of churches in the area, and and also a, a number of businesses in the area. We have uh, several businesses that will, uh, you know, they'll they'll call up and say, hey, you know, we've got eight of us that work in the office, and we'd love to come out and, and do a project. And so they'll come out and do something. Um, we actually just last week we had a group of teenagers that all work at Chick Fil A here uh, came out and uh, did a painting project for us. So that was, nice. that was really great to have them. Mm. Nice. Um, and then um, we've uh, and so yeah. So if, if somebody's interested in getting involved, if they, they can go to that website um, and there's a, a link right up on top talking about uh, you know, volunteering, so they can click that and that'll give them a little bit more of the information and also you know a form there to, to fill out and give us your uh, you know your contact information so we can reach out to you and let you know about upcoming opportunities. Well, let me put out to the uh, the audience though too. I was looking on your website and your volunteer uh, requirements and needs, and you know if you're not skilled and with a hammer and all that stuff like i'm not um but the photography I, you had listed there home visits uh material yep. delivery i mean paperwork um letter writing and, and marketing but you know th- there's there's many things that can be done but uh, can i focus on a, what, what would a home visit look like yeah, so that that's actually that, that's probably one of my favorite teams, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and so so we have a, a hospitality team, and and their their whole purpose is to just go out and love on the family, okay. um, and so this, what what happens is that after the project's done, everything's finished. Um, this team goes out and they take a little gift basket with them. Uh, a lot of times one of the team members will make, you know, some, some homemade, you know, banana bread or uh, a little treat or something like that. And then we always have, uh, of course, a Bible in there and um, a couple of things, you know, as we're working around the house, we might notice like if we're, if we're doing a bathroom project, for instance, we'll say, okay, we're going to put some, you know, some toiletry stuff in here, maybe it's a couple bath towels, you know, something like that, just to kind of make it, make the gift basket fit with whatever the project was. Um, but then, yeah, they go out and they, their their whole purpose. They're not there to do any work. They're not there to swing any hammers. Their whole 100% focus is loving on that family, talking with them, praying with them. Um, if they're not connected with the church, trying to help them get connected with the church that's nearby to them. Uh, so just really an opportunity to just kind of, I, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of that opportunity to sort of take it, that extra mile of just really making sure this family knows that we love them and we want them to, you know, to know that we love them and know that God loves them. And that's so important in, in missionary ministry work like 516 Project does or 8 Days of Hope is sometimes we, we get in life, we're task-oriented, right? I mean, if you work for an employer or if you own your own business, you got to knock out 16 things a day, you put them on the list and check, 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 check. 
probably to your point, that's like the most important thing about what we're doing. That's right. Kind of like that chance encounter you had with the guy at the gas station or wherever you ran into him. Mm-hmm. You know, meeting with the families and, and just asking the question, how are you today? And we see that, Mike, a lot of times in that's disasters. Right. You know, we tell the volunteers, you know, sitting with the, la- the, the lady or the gentleman or the family that you're serving as you build them a house for free mm-hmm. is important as actually doing the chainsaw work or, or putting the drywall up or, or painting a, a, a piece of baseboard. Sure. I mean, it's so important in this journey. Well, what you challenge us with, Steve, all the time is your three-minute testimony. Tell folks a little bit about that. Yeah. So, because that's so important. You know, I, and, and I don't even know where I got this from. I just feel like that. You know, maybe it's like that elevator speech that we learn in life, right? Where you get mm-hmm. a chance if someone asks you a question. But if someone says, hey, James, you know, you live in Virginia, but you came to Houston to help out with the Hurricane Harvey. Why would you leave your wife, your family? Maybe you brought them on that trip. But, you know, why would you leave the comforts of your home to do what you do? And we encourage the volunteers, be ready with your three-minute story. If you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and he met you, um, you know, when you were five or 25 or 55, be ready to share with them the three-minute story, sure. maybe one Bible verse, scripture mm-hmm. verse, not 24 scripture verses, <laughs> not, not telling, well, you know, I saw the alcohol on your table, you know, I'm working on your house. You know, we don't do that. You know, we're Christians. It's just loving people right That's where right. they're at, mm-hmm. being real with them, let them know how you met Jesus and why he called you mm-hmm. to be the hands and feet mm-hmm. uh, of Jesus. Yeah. And James, I know that you've experienced that many times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it is incredible when cause people do. They'll ask all the time, like, you know, why in the world, especially <laughs> on the trips where you're traveling, you know, why in the world yeah, would sure. you travel, you know, 20 some hours to this, you know, decimated area to, you know, come work your butt off all day and run a chainsaw and sweat and everything? Um, and, and yeah, it's a great opportunity to just tell them, you know, hey, God loves me, and here's here's some of the things that he's done mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. that have, you know, made such an impact that make me want to come and share that with you so that hopefully, you know, if, if you don't already know him, hopefully after I'm here, you will know him. Amen. Amen. James, we got to take a quick break. Can you hang out just for a couple more minutes? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. We're talking to James Roberson today. He is the founder of the 516 Project. The website is 516project.org. He's also, uh, he wears multiple hats. He's one of our 181 leaders with eight days of hope. He's traveled the country to love and serve the brokenhearted by rebuilding their homes for free after natural disasters. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit, James, about your family and how they get involved in ministry and how it's so important for us not only just to talk the talk, but probably way more important by walking the talk. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com. P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives, even children. Did you know the average age of a child who's trafficked in America is 12 years old? Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of the solution with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters in our country, and that's a good thing, but there's less than 1,000 safe places for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking to go to. I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and end this human tragedy. 
At 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry, and for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House construction ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray in Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed I lived enough life to say Mac, help is on the way. I love that song, Mike. Mm. And I tell you, when people in Virginia and down in Florida and around those regions, when they hear about 516 Project coming to help them, um, they should be playing that song because there's James, the big burly guy that he mentioned he was, <laughs> yeah. leading a team of volunteers. And man, they are just being the hands of, it's just that simple. They're that loving hands. people right where their needs are. It's amazing what he's doing. Sure. And meeting the needs, you know, you, you, you a picture a, a single mom or a widow saying, "How is this going to happen? How am I? I don't have the finances. I don't have insurance. I don't." And you know, five one six shows up at their door and uh, you know gives them, "Hey, we're going to do this for free." I, I mean, I, we have seen Steve firsthand. I know you have, and so have I. And James has the the, the impact that that statement makes on somebody. And he's an amazing leader. He comes out of the business world and leaves the business world, a family business. And, and you know, I'm going to welcome back. James, welcome back, brother. Um, hey. How was it to leave the family business to go do ministry? And I don't want to get into all the individual dynamics, but there's had to be some kind of dynamics. How do you sit down with your family and say, hey, guys, I love you. I love what we're doing here. However, this is where God's leading me. Tell the listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, it- it was definitely an interesting experience. Um, you know, but when we when we got to that point, um, you know, my, my mom was in charge of the business and, and you know, uh, running things or whatever. And I think she she knew that it was coming. I think um, we had you know I'd kind of we'd had some discussions that you know were, were in that vein, but not you know necessarily saying hey this is the date. Um, 
And but then it really was the it was July of 2018, um, and I was I was literally at work, and it hit me like a ton of bricks that day. And I, I don't know, I can't pinpoint exactly one little instance or whatever, but it's just like it. God just said right now, <laughs> um, and I literally I walked into my mom's office and, and I said, hey, I said I, I've got to go. I said this just isn't right. This is not where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, she kind of looked at me and she's like, oh, oh, okay, well, I hope you're okay. You know, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, and I, I was like, no, I, no, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, I can't, I can't keep doing this because this is not what I'm supposed, this is not what God wants me to do. Um, and so we had that moment of, oh, uh, oh okay. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. um, and I, I left and I, you know, I got home and, and even Jill was kind of looking like, wait a minute, you're not supposed to be home just yet. You know, you're supposed to be at work for a few more hours. Um, and so, and I, but I, and I told her, I was like, look, you know, God, God's saying this is not where I'm supposed to be, and I, I have to, I finally have to listen, because I had been saying no, you know, for a long time. Um, and, you know, as, as most of us now know, you know, saying no to God isn't going to turn out in your favor very often. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that, that, that's how that conversation went. And then, you know, a couple of days later, obviously, Mom and I sat down and talked and had a, a more thorough conversation. She's 100% supportive. Um mm-hmm. She's actually, you know, she's one of our, our sponsors for uh, for the work we're doing and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, it, was, it really was. It was that moment of of finally just giving in and saying, "Okay, God, I'm, I'm let's go. Let's just do this." When God speaks, we need to listen. And I know that you know for a while there, we were talking with you and your family about doing something with Ad's Hope. That door didn't fully open. And yet, God led you down another path. How, how did it? How did it play in your mindset of 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 not knowing exactly what you were going to do and how it was going to come together? I mean, that that's a step of faith. But maybe share with the listeners a little bit about some of those successes and struggles of of kind of praying through and thinking through all that. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean, and certainly coming out of a position where you know I had a salary and benefits, and you know, kind of, uh, you know, I knew every two weeks there was going to be a check, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that you know we had the the benefits package and all that sort of stuff, um, and, you know, all those little little safety nets that come with you know the the corporate world, um, but you know, it, we have we have not gone without anything that we needed. Um, you know, God has provided everything that our families needed. Uh, we, we, we've actually, we've been able to buy a house since then. We now have our own house. We're not you know, having to rent anymore. Um, you know, the, the kids all have the things they need and, you know, are, are doing their different sports and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, God has just blessed us so much. And, and I, I really, I really think that's because we were obedient, you know, um, we're, we're honestly, we're sitting in a better position than we were previously, uh, because we were obedient and it, you know, it's caused us to really buckle down and think, okay, you know, we got to really look at, okay, how do we budget and how do we do all this? Cause uh, quite honestly, I wasn't good at that before. I just kind of was like, okay, we got paycheck coming in. We're good, you know, whatever. Um, so we've really paid attention to you know where we're spending our money, where we're putting our tithe, and all that sort of stuff, and it's it's made us um, it's made us much more responsible, but it's also made us really value what God's given us. Um, and you know when we do have those opportunities to you know do something a little extra or, or you know get something a little nicer or whatever like that, it's it's really made us appreciate that more and made us realize that man, this is. I mean, it, this is a hundred percent God's blessing because you know we we can't. Even though now I understand that my paycheck and all that was a blessing from God, I didn't view it like that at that time. Um, I viewed it as I was doing this. Um, 
which is, you know, that's the wrong approach to take with pretty much anything in life. Um, but now this, this really opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, everything we have in our lives is because of God, whether it's, you know, whether you've got a corporate job and the paycheck and benefits, or, you know, you're out serving and, you know, working off donations, God is providing that. And that mm-hmm. this, like I said, this just really opened my eyes to that. And it's been cool because I've been able to have conversations uh, because of that with, with friends now and, and some of our sponsors. And, you know, um, I had, we've got one sponsor in particular that's uh, been awesome. You know, they, they've supported projects, they've donated financially and everything. And I was sitting down with the, the, the owner of the company. He said, man, he's like, I wish I could just come out there and work with you guys more, but I've got to do this. And I told him, I was like, well, I said, Steve, think about it. Like you, because you are faithful in your work, you have the finances to give us to go do this work. I said, that's just as important as you physically coming out to do the work. And I said, I said quite honestly, I said, no offense to you. We're probably doing it better than you <laughs> because of your finances to do it, you know. And, and he kind of looks at me. He's like, "Oh my gosh!" He's like, "I had never." He's like, "I never considered my, you know, my income from my business as a blessing from God." He's like, "What was I thinking?" <laughs> you know. Um, so that's another one of those moments where you know it's a, those light bulb moments that God just opens your eyes to what what He's providing and what He's giving you in your life. Mike, really, I mean, we, we've 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 heard this from many volunteers over the years. Sure. It all starts with a step of faith, mm. and and when God stirred in James' heart back in I think July eighteenth, he said of two thousand and eighteen. Okay, I think that's the. the but God stirred in your heart. You're sitting in your business, a family-owned business. The pressure of saying, "Hey, mom." I, I'm not doing this anymore. I mean, there's so many different dynamics with that. I've worked in a family business. It's, it can be very unique at times, mm-hmm. and unique is being a very nice word. And maybe your situation was a lot different, but you know, but you took the step of faith, and you know, the simple things of he knew every two weeks a paycheck would be there. Right. He knew he would have benefits. He was walking away from the known, mm. what many in the world feels like is our foundation, right. and he took a step of faith, not knowing where God would take a mic. Well, see, that's the exciting part about walking with God. And, you know, he heard from God. Now the next step is very nerve-wracking. i got to go tell my <laughs> wife that, guess what, you know, I've got I've to go say to my mom who I'm working in the business with. And, but, you know, you take that step, and look what happened. Look, listen, you heard his, his story this morning. It, 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 his mom supports what he's doing now, his wife definitely was right in, in the groove. And isn't it exciting, James? That you know, and I know I know the combination of nerve wracking, but then exciting once you take that step. Oh yeah, and this whole—I mean, even still, I mean, yeah, after being a few years into it, um, I, I'll be very honest with people. I'll tell them like it, it is scary. It really is. Sure. Because you know, every everything that we get from a you know from, from a financial standpoint. Is, is based on donations. And so if, you know, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces there. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, but it is, it is so incredible. And it is just, it really does blow my mind to watch mm-hmm. how God works and right. provides all the needs and, you know, everything, you know, coming together to make it all work. Sure. So James, let's talk just for a couple minutes about your family dynamics. So I know your family's mm-hmm. been in the mission field with you. What What is your wife and your children learning from this experience in your mind? I know they might have a different answer, but what do you think they're seeing play out in front of themselves, in front of in front of the ministry? 
Yeah, um, yeah. Jill's been very involved with it, um, you know, from the get go, and actually probably a little more so now. She kind of um, heads up that hospitality team we were talking about, and that's um, that's that's a, a, a the perfect spot for her. She just she just melds into that so well, and she's so great at just loving on people. Um, and so, and then with the kids, you know, they they've been involved in different aspects. You know, they sometimes they come out on a project, or they'll come. Uh, we have a, a warehouse now that we have some storage and tools and you know materials and stuff. So they'll come help me get things organized and everything. Um, but I, re- I really think, especially for the kids, I think you know they're they're seeing firsthand what faithfulness to God can look like and and should look like i think um not that we do it perfectly i mean i I certainly you know screw it up on a regular basis um but you know i think big picture that they're they're seeing that hey you know my mom and dad are being faithful to what god called them to do and everything's good and and you know that we're we're being provided for and we're happy and healthy and you know we want to be able to do that as well um you know and, and there's kids hearts are just so amazing they're so sure. just naturally you know caring i think um and so it's so cool you know when when the kids will come out on a project and uh we, we were out uh this was actually this was a few months back but we were out and the, the gentleman came out and he was sitting on his front porch talking to one of the volunteers and my son just goes over and just sits down and starts talking <laughs> with him and my son my son's uh, seven years old there you go. and he's sitting over there talking to him like they've been buddies you know since you know uh, back in the day or whatever That's great um um, and he just, I mean, he sat there and just carries on a conversation with this man. Uh, this guy's in his 60s, and he's just carrying on a conversation with him like like they're best friends. Um, and to this, I mean, even still, he'll ask me, hey, have you seen, you know, lately? I was like, oh, no, I haven't talked to him. I'll have to get, reach out and give him a call. Um, mm-hmm. So, that, you know, they're, they're seeing the impact that it makes, and they're seeing that, sure. you know, it makes a difference to show people love and care and to, you know, to, to know mm-hmm. that, um just to, to know that God loves them and that, and that we're going to love on them the best we can, you know, um, you know, from, from a personal standpoint. James Roberson, the founder of 516 Project based in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do some regional things, some things down in Florida as well. Go to the website, 516project.org. Here's a gentleman who left the business world to do full-time ministry, not knowing exactly how he was going to get paid and get benefits, but God did. James, we got to wrap up, but before we go, brother, we cannot let a dear friend go without praying for you. And so, Mike, I'm going to ask uh, okay. once again to, if you can bless my friend and, oh, and his absolutely. wife and, and that ministry of 516 Project. Father, how exciting to see a man uh, uh, that steps out in faith, that's hear, heard your voice. And, 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 Lord, you're so faithful how you've you've blessed him with this with this ministry. Thank you for Jill, who's picked and just yes, taken sir. care of the, the aspects of the ministry that she is. Thank you for his three children who are seeing God in action through mom and dad. Father, bless us with this ministry with finances, with success. Yes, bless them with a unity of spirit and oneness. Bring volunteers and other laborers that are just going to bless the work that you provided for them to do. And Lord, I thank you for homeowners that will be touched and, and drawn to Christ through this ministry. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 516project.org is the website. James Roberson. James, thank you, my man. I love you, brother, and uh, hope to see you down the road just a little bit. Yeah, thank you all so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. God bless you. James Roberson, 516 yes. Project. Mike, what goes to your mind you know, just looking back at this conversation? What, what sticks out as you 
head home today. Sure. Um, what, 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 what are you thinking? Well, two things. Uh, first of all, just the fact that a man has stepped out, a person has stepped out, whether man, woman, you can be young or old. They they sense God's touching them and leading them to something, and they say yes to it, not knowing what the next step is. But then that is faith. That's trusting God, and then God begins to open up the, those doors and show you what he's intended. And secondly, my wife and I were down in Panama City under James' leadership. I, I hope oh, he's still, that's right, uh, yeah. Hurricane Michael. Yeah, and, and I hope he's still listening. I remember him, you know, get a conversation on the side. Now, he talked about the big broody guy. Yeah. He was a little bit, I don't want to say timid, just unsure, like I'm just starting on this and I don't know and, and, and this and that. And then they hear t- today the major turnaround yeah. that God did because the man stepped out. So you don't go into this, I, I got, God called me, I got this. No, it's a it's kind of a brokenness, a humility. God shows you this this guy just got such a, a boldness and and in him now that I've seen the Lord has done such a great work. It's exciting to see that. I tell you, he he says he's a big guy. He's got a bigger heart. He, yes. he he's got he's one of the most compassionate people I know, and mm-hmm. he's always looking for ways to say yes. So thankful. Five one six Project dot org. He's also again. One of the 181 volunteer leaders with Eight Days of Hope, which makes the ministry of Eight Days of Hope um, so effective. It gives us a chance to serve in multiple places at one time. Hey, if you want to learn more about the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, if you've been, as you've been listening to Hope Reigns, it starts at our website. Go to 8daysofhope.com. We have some projects coming up. Next Saturday, we're doing something regionally in upstate New York, in Buffalo. And we're going to be there from the 17th of July to the 24th. We're going to be doing roofing and carpentry and painting and cutting lawns and landscaping, fixing fences. If you're looking for a local or regional trip um, to go serve, it's family friendly. You you know, you could be a single mom, bring your 10-year-old daughter. Grandparent, bring your 12-year-old grandson. Uh, single, uh, excuse me, widows, come on and hang out with us. Absolutely. In families of five, this is the best, freest vacation <laughs> you'll ever get. Uh, is, is, is there a word freest? Probably freest. not. More it, free. It applies. Okay. Well, yeah, go to the website, 8dayshope.com. We have another week yet for you to volunteer. We'd love for you to join us. We'll be there in Buffalo, in Iowa, in August, in South Dakota, in mm. September. A lot going on in the ministry of eight days of hope. You can pray, you can volunteer, you can donate. All that's done on on the website. Well, you can donate and volunteer on the website. You can pray right now. You're listening to this podcast. You're sitting in the red light at the the stoplight listening on the radio. Say a quick prayer for the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. The enemy, Mike, Mm. we we know this. When we see God moving, the enemy attacks. And I don't know about about you, but for some reason, there's been things going on in the last three to six months. Mm. I've sensed the enemy is lurking. We just got to be prayed up to protect ourselves against that enemy. Absolutely. And as you're praying for the ministry in general, uh, you know, go to the website, look at some of the leaders, the board of directors. Yes. Steve is the yeah. executive director and, uh, you know, CEO. Pray for specific people by name. Amen. Because uh, I love that. It's, it's so needed. It's so needed. I love that. Thank you, Mike. Great, great reminder. So thankful um, for James. Now, next week, we're doing on day number one of Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. Yes. yes. We're actually going to be broadcasting on the 17th. And next week, Todd Kandel and Curtis Connolly, two of our leaders who've been instrumental in leading mm-hmm. during Eight Days of Hope Buffalo, getting ready, and then we'll be leading. They'll be our, our, our guests. So I'm excited for next week. Um, it's going to be fun to be in our, our home city, leading uh, others to serve others in Jesus' name. Yes. Can't wait. I, I 
can I, I, I want my, I want to start wearing my red shirt now. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so the volunteer shirt is, is red, red and white. So you can come hang out with us. Hey, thank you for joining us today. We are so thankful for you, the listeners. Share this podcast or this um, show with others, a broadcast. Uh, you can go to 8dayshope.com and uh, also listen to past broadcasts as well. But we're thankful that you've joined us this morning. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiala next week, 8 Days Hope Buffalo. Hope to see you there. You've been listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.